1: Hello and welcome back to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, senior soccer editor, of Rotowire. Joining this Friday, November eighth, by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Jordan, did you play Champions
2: League this week? No, and it's a good thing I didn't.
1: Ooh, man, you that—that's the sharpest move all week.
2: No, no, it's sh- well, obviously you're saying it for one reason, and I'm saying it for the other reason.
1: Oh, what was your reason?
2: Oh, I—I'm assuming your reason is because things didn't go the way that they were planned.
1: Not quite. But Not it's Champions quite. League. That's what happens.
2: Right, well, of course. My reason is that I focused on NBA and won $25,000 instead.
1: Oh, I missed that.
2: Oh, right, congrats. See, you missed it. Right. Did exactly. you screenshot that. that? Yeah, of course.
1: Oh, sorry, I missed it.
2: Right, you missed my screenshots. It doesn't happen all that often, but I but I did it.
1: Early in the season, too. Nice job.
2: No, I did that last year also. That I early, get ahead. I have to get ahead early, because I know I'm just going to bleed it away. Oh, okay. You know, in the big field GPPs until... Uh, no, that that's that's the life of a GPP player. Yeah, of course, of course. In NBA. In NBA and in, ch- in soccer, I play primarily cash games. So, like, okay, Champions League, where variances, who knows, and um, teams that I may not know, and then I have to try to decipher what Luis is saying on the podcast. And, uh, and I said, no, no, well... NBA's here, so I'll play that.
1: Yeah, the good thing about soccer though is that you can get twenty five thousand dollars in volume in cash games like pretty easily. So you can yeah, just... as
2: long as I have no problem uh, just playing heads up against Saramek and Redcoat.
1: Right, right,
2: right. Which is not which not the plan. No, not the plan whatsoever.
1: Okay, just checking, just checking. Um, so yeah, we've got a five game slate this weekend or this Saturday, uh, which includes a late game including one that may have some lineup implications, which is never that great. Um, we've got Tottenham, the biggest favorite.
2: Yay! Aren't you excited?
1: Um, I was so excited about Tottenham being the biggest favorite that I decided to fully fade them.
2: Okay, but in, in context, they're, they're the biggest favorite, but it's not like they're a big favorite. Correct. So, Correct. like, going through these games, Tottenham at home, currently, minus 163. The totals are around two and a half against uh, Sheffield United, who actually is playing halfway decent. Yeah. Uh, then the next biggest favorite, biggest, is Leicester at home, near minus one hundred one uh, against Arsenal. This is the biggest total on the slate, hovering around three. And then, like nearly everything else, is a pickem. So mm-hmm. you got the, uh, you got Burnley at home plus one twenty three against West Ham. That's that. That's actually a higher. Uh, you would think Burnley West Ham that would be low that's actually the second highest total on the yeah slate. sure is two and three quarters uh, then we got uh, that Everton plus 150 away favorite to Southampton and that's that's the two and a half total and then the lowest total on the slate is Newcastle at home plus 169 over Bournemouth but I mean like that's once that's plus 188 for Bournemouth it's practically pick them right and that's like a, that's the lowest total Two, two and two and a quarter, two point two, something like that. So, looking at the context of the slate, it's not like one of these things. Where Tottenham is a minus five hundred favorite, how much Tottenham do we get? Right. Like right. it's not. It's like it's, that's what I mean by like. Yeah, they're the biggest favorite, but they're like a normal favorite. Like, like I don't. I don't see a compelling need to like. Well, are we? Are we uh, how much Kane, Eriksson, how much uh, Lassana are we putting in our? I mean, I mean, you can, but it's not like. It's not like when Man City is a minus eleven hundred favorite. It's sure, not. It's sure. not even Liverpool. It's not even Tottenham being. It's not even if Tottenham was a minus three fifty favorite, maybe then we'd be talking about it. But no, this is. They're not that good. What do you mean? Same for Arsenal. Red star. Save for, right. <laughs> and same for Arsenal. Like people are like, oh, okay. I know that people are going to be looking, going, ah, oh, I don't know about James Madison against Arsenal. Ar- Leicester's a better team than Arsenal. Agreed. Okay, so sometimes you have to get rid of your biases on like who's good and who's bad or who's really good like this it, this year has shown that like basically it's man City and Liverpool and then there's a big step down right yeah for sure like it's not it's not the top six anymore when you when as long when we're considering like DFS options where it's like when they're a big favorite so it's like man City Liverpool and then the next four teams and the next four teams versus the even like seven through ten. Is not all that big of a difference anymore. Right. With that being said, going to forward, I still think Harry Kane is playable in cash. No. I don't do it, but I'm just saying, like, he has the highest anytime scoring odds and uh, the top end of uh, forward, you know, as far as goals are concerned. Like, I, I can't blame someone. For playing, you know, a minus one fifty goal score on the biggest favorite on the slate to fill a forward slot, but it's not optimal.
1: No, i I won't call it a donk play, but it feels like one.
2: Oh no, no, no it is. Uh, but I, I can see a construction where 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 it exists. Oh sure, I think we may end up seeing seeing it in cash No, I, I because I've done it, so I'm like, okay. I sometimes. You got to do some constructions just to see what the donkeys are going to play. <laughs> so, uh, so, I, so I, but I don't think it, I don't think it's the worst thing. I, I I'd almost rather play Jamie Vardy if you're going to play for a goal. Like Vardy doesn't have that drastically lower goal scoring knots. and you're going to pay eleven hundred less. But the whole point that I'm saying is that like we're not talking about that high goal scoring. It's like if you if you're going to pay for Kane, you might as well. Just take Vardy, and when do we ever consider Vardy to be a reliable cash play?
1: I was going to say, if you are going to take Kane, just play Sun. I don't think right, Vardy is okay. a cash it's play. The same
2: thing. I, I think right, but it.
1: I think the difference is that you play Kane because if he scores, you are getting like eighteen points, whereas Vardy, you are getting fourteen.
2: Right, but I am saying like all of, like if, the, if you are going to play any of the the pure goal scores, you could make a case for any of them. For the cheaper player play with charleston then go for it have fun obamiang like Gazette, like to me the highest you should be going in cash games is and we'll talk about is pepe mm-hmm. but the problem I, comes in is that uh
1: go what were you sorry. gonna say I, I was gonna say no the problem it's i think it might be a dinky do slate.
2: no no i agree with you yeah this is so you have to, you have to learn you have to learn to build it up, Andrew.
1: Oh, okay, sorry. You go
2: through and you go you 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 bury it. You go okay. You go through all the options that are that are the less things that you should be doing, and then you go. Then you find then you find it. You have to you have to tell a story. <laughs> so like I- the highest like Pepe, if you're gonna pay up, at least Pepe with Ceballos out, like has set pieces for Arsenal. Yes, okay. Uh, I, it's gonna depend what i think there's a possibility Ozil's
1: he in. doesn't start though
2: yeah well I'm, I'm getting to it sorry did i ruin this, the story this, again this, 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 well i'm sorry that we're not gonna turn this into a twenty two minute podcast <laughs> that i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna ease my way through it but yes he's in the late game and he's in a forward slot and if he doesn't start you're kind of screwed right because like who else is there mm-hmm. you're i mean is there anyone there I mean, there
1: like, is nobody actually yes
2: right i mean like you're in like you can't even play. Like oh, you could play. No one, A- no one that's forward eligible would be starting. Aozie A- Perez, Most- I think, is the only one. Oh, okay, okay. I, I and he might not back. start. Like right, and he might even start. And also, and also, understand that I I don't feel compelling need to like if it wasn't if he wasn't forward eligible, I wouldn't play him. There are better options in the midfield at that price.
1: Oh, absolutely true.
2: Right. Yeah. So 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 we're not thinking of oh, Arsenal set piece taker eight thousand. It's like no, it's more of the fact of. Someone with a floor that's in a forward forward spot yes, and then do I find other people that have like Pepe has the highest floor i I'm, I'm not if, if he starts obviously out of, out of all out of all the people that will we'll be mentioning uh but is he worth taking a forward slot on where there are numerous midfielders in that range that are maybe even have a higher floor? Right? Oh, I think they
1: definitely have higher floors.
2: Okay, so there we go. Yeah. So anything else in this range, gpp wise, feel free to go for it. Callum Wilson hasn't scored in forever, but I mean go try it. Uh so holler and but I mean I to me I mean it isn't isn't the Dicky Doo McNeil and Almiron? No. You think there's another you think there's a that you go down even further? Yeah.
1: I think McNeil um, is overpriced.
2: You think McNeil is overpriced. I do. At sixty nine hundred? Let me let me rephrase. I I think
1: he's efficiently priced and I think he's too expensive for the the optimal build this week.
2: Okay. So so it's more of a build thing. Yes. Okay. I could see I could see where you're going. But
1: I see why people would play him. Absolutely.
2: Okay. He's not see Dwight McNeil's at sixty nine hundred just midfield eligible? That's the point that you're kind of making. You like he looks good at sixty nine hundred because he fits a forward spot, but if you had to compare them to the midfielders, if he was just midfield eligible, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be in the top three, right, or four, or maybe even five. Yeah, right. So, what's the dinky do that you're thinking about?
1: Almiron and Nathan Redmond.
2: I you 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 scold me so often when I bring up Nathan Redmond mm-hmm. as a cash play.
1: Yeah because when you bring it up it's the wrong time.
2: Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> when you bring it up.
1: Yeah, I would only bring it up in the right time. And now I'm bringing him up now.
2: Okay. Uh, I I could see, like Southampton's been horrible. Uh yes. but but Everton has not been good. So like like tech, like like this match is a pickum even though Everton is on the road. Mhm. Like I get it. But what makes Redmond any different from, like, if you took Re- if you took Redmond or you took uh, Ings, if he started, or Joe Linton, or Ashley Barnes?
1: I mean, he's, like, a, a 800 cheaper than Barnes. Oh, okay, okay. But I think those guys, like, if going back to the top of, like, if you're going to play Kane for his goal, like, just play Vardy, like, I think you're not crazy if you take one of these guys down here. Like I, I, think think the, I, I think I think those guys are fine.
2: I think what you, what you're saying is that uh it's better to get the get three big midfielders and a big defender in at least for a median score that you're better off just paying for the two cheapest forward eligible players. I mean obviously we we we'd prefer people that are on the wing that play ni- that could play 90 minutes. I I get it. But like the like at this point like if, if you wanted to say uh, if someone wanted to say, well, I don't want to play I don't want to play Redmond, I want to play Callum Robinson against Tottenham at four thousand, like you wouldn't call if you're playing Redmond, like you can't be that much wronger to play Callum Robinson at four thousand, right?
1: Uh, I'm not gonna agree with that.
2: Oh, or I Jay think Rodriguez a better at forty five hundred.
1: Yeah, I think Redmond is a, is more likely to hit six points than Rob than than Ings and Joe Linton and maybe Barnes. Okay. But I think those guys are more likely to hit twelve. It's just not right, then, a, highly likely.
2: Right. It's just a wider ranges of outcomes. Mm-hmm. You think?
1: And Redmond can score. I mean, yeah. you've seen him score.
2: And and, and Almiron, like, he doesn't put score. Up Eleven. He doesn't score, but he he, put, he shoots the ball at least. Yes. And this is a game where Newcastle has a chance to actually win. Hmm. So I don't I don't mind that. I mean, if if uh, Saint Maximin. Was forward yep. eligible? I'd rather play him, but I mean, but he's not. So, exactly. To me, it's a price and construction thing. Like you're, you're pointing out the, the point of why like you can play McNeil, you can play a build with McNeil and Almiron. Absolutely, but you're going to be foregoing. You're probably foregoing, uh, a defender that you want, or you're, or you're playing a chi- a very playing two mid midfielders that you want with a cheap midfielder. With the two defenders that you want, I mean, like, it's just a different construction. But if you go all the way down, you're pretty much able to get everyone you want. Yep. Not ever. Not everyone. Every, not right. everyone. Yeah. Not everyone. I and I think that the the what makes this slate interesting, at least in cash games in GPP GPP at the, the combinations you can even make in GPP. It's a lot are a lot because yeah. even if you differentiate places, but I think in cash games that like it isn't even clear what the like what three big midfield what what are the two best midfielders the like you, you there are multiple combinations that you could make that i look at and go not a bad cash line yeah right? yeah
1: i i think what it comes down to uh is actually less about the midfielders like we know who the midfielders are but the build is significantly different so if you either if you play kane or not if you play mcneil or not and then Or those two, like, do you play Kane? Do you play McNeil? Or do you pay down for both forwards? And those decisions directly affect the midfielders that you'll have, right? And so that's those are the three ways I think the build is. Like, I don't think you're going to see like Kane McNeil lineups.
2: I mean, you'll you'll I mean, you could you could, right? I I mean,
1: of course you could. I think that's right.
2: I I would think that's. I would hope that you take my head to heads, but yes.
1: (laughs) But do you think? Like, what do you think Sigurdsson's ownership is in like the big double ups?
2: Oh, less than five percent. Right. Okay. He's not a floor player anymore.
1: I don't understand why he's priced so high. Me neither. Even higher than Richarlison. Like they're, they're right.
2: I'd right. rather play Richarlison. Right. Wow. And I don't play him, so yeah, I mean, exactly. like, I'd rather play the guy that I don't even want to play.
1: Right. So
2: but I think midfield-
1: the the. What it comes down to with the forwards is which three midfielders you want to play, right? Because I think it's three this week.
2: You don't think you pay down at one midfield spot?
1: Um, I I don't think that's optimal. No,
2: there, there's one. There's one guy down there that's viable. Um, I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple in the three K range that I mean you could punt with. But I'm just talking about like someone that it's like okay, I don't mind playing this. I mean there there's there's someone at 4,800 that you can play as a cheap midfielder. Sure. Okay, but I'm gonna, we'll talk about him later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the biggest decision you're going to make on this slate not, is not at forward, is whether or not you're playing James Madison.
1: Yep. I think that's because, fair.
2: Because I think the, the options that we're looking at up here, if in a perfect world, I believe, I mean, and there's multiple, and uh, some people may disagree with me, in a perfect world where salary wasn't an option, I'm looking to jam in Madison, Frazier, and Snodgrass. Yep. And then I look at Christian Erickson and go, 7,900 seems awfully appealing. No way. <laughs> but that, but to me, that's that, that's the decision. I mean, but like...
1: I think what you need to do is figure out which midfielders you'd be willing to play instead of those guys. Not in a perfect situation, but like, you know you want to play those three. And you probably can't. So, going from there, which other midfielders are you comfortable playing in cash? Erickson is not on my list for the other guys I want to play in cash.
2: Yeah, but I, I he's he's been bad. I knew, he's going to be. He should be on set pieces. But I mean, I can't. I can't just throw him out as not an option at seventy nine hundred. Completely, I agree with you. But, I mean, for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to say that, like, if someone came to me and go, Tottenham's the biggest favorite, and he has, like, the Monopoly of set pieces, and he's 7,900, like, how that, how does that conceptually make it wrong to do? I think... I think he's garbage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like personal <laughs> bias to me. He's just garbage. Garbage, yeah. No,
1: I. I he's not... I, I'm not... Mm-mm.
2: There is a build where you could get all th- all three of those midfielders.
1: There is, yes.
2: Uh, but, I mean, you basically are, you're, you're punting at, at a defender spot.
1: Significantly.
2: You're significantly punting at a defender uh,
1: spot. Maybe not significant.
2: Uh, it's significant enough. Yes. It's doable. It's doable, absolutely. Right, it's doable enough. If anything, if I'm going to punt anywhere, I'd rather punt at a defender slot than anything else. Yes. Right, so uh, at least it makes sense in that regard.
1: Yep. Who, so who do you think is you, the worst of the three? Fraser. Yeah, me too. Uh,
2: if Snodgrass starts, I mean, it, we this choice could be made for us. Yes, true. It's quite possible. I, he's been playing well, so I don't see why he wouldn't. But they have they have Lanzi, they have, they have other people. So like st- I could easily see Snodgrass not starting, and then that just makes the choice for us. So it's like well that does that doesn't mean like oh now I jam in Christian Eriksen. It means like oh I guess I'm making a build with just Madison. And Frazier.
1: Right. And, and, but what I was saying, it also doesn't mean, oh, that means I'll play Lanzini or I'll play for, like I'm not playing right. another West Ham guy. I'm just not playing them.
2: Right. But Lanzini's still at 6,300 would still be like, okay. That ain't bad.
1: Correct. Right. I would I definitely play Lo Celso over Lanzini if he
2: started. Right. No, I agree with you.
1: But that's kind of a dead range, I think.
2: Right. But I think the difference, I think Madison you're going to say is against Arsenal I think he's underpriced at 9900 in the context of the slate
1: he's Christian McCaffrey
2: right I mean that's that's for NFL people
1: yeah, they can't price him high enough
2: right especially playing on a team that is not considered to be like one of the better best teams in the league so they always make this dynamic like oh he's playing against a decent Arsenal team 9900 instead of making them like 108 yeah 11,000. He is the highest... Fl- he is the... He is he the highest floor in the slate. hmm And the next highest floor is actually a guy that plays defender. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I look at uh, Frazier away to Newcastle. If Harry Wilson is in and Rico is in, it's like he's... He crosses a lot from open play, but, it, like, he only took, like, one corner last game. Yep. So, like, 8,500. He's, like, priced like he's going to be over every dead ball. I like, actually... St-
1: I, I actually don't mind... Like Rico and Wilson being in, like Frazier does enough in open play, but I don't think, I think he's a, he's not as efficiently priced or underpriced as Madison and Snodgrass.
2: Like, no, I agree with you. I think that that's the but, like Frazier, Frazier, it's like, would you pay eighty five hundred? Okay, yeah, sure. But Snodgrass, I think should be eighty five hundred. Yep. And I think Madison should be ten eight. Yep. 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 So like Frazier is like, if anything, efficiently priced. Mm-hmm. So if I had to choose between the two, as of right now, Madison and Snodgrass would be the two. But in a perfect world, I'd rather just play all three of them. Sure. I mean, there's not red—we we talk about midfield, but the, I, there's there's only select few players that I think are viable for cash. I mean, we go down, and, like, I think— I think here's two guys that are going to be lost— potentially on on those types of builds because you just don't you you just don't have the money all the way up is Shelby and Ward Prowse.
1: They are perfectly fine in a Dinky Do. A non-McNeil.
2: A non-McNeil Dinky, yes. But they but you know I I you're not getting them like Shelby at 5900. I'm not thrilled about playing, right? I
1: think Ward Prowse is it might be underpriced.
2: Right. I think Ward Prowse maybe should be like sixty three hundred, mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I think Shelby should like. I think Shelby's fine.
1: I think Shelby's probably I, efficient, but we've played him so many times at forty two and thirty nine that we're we just we're jaded by it.
2: Right. When I, mean, I look at that and go, why don't I just play Harry Wilson or Harvey Barnes or something or fornals if he's in? Or It's like I like. Eh. No, or I black. think
1: I think Ward Prowse is better than those guys, and Shelby's no, I, probably I better agree. than them
2: too. No, I agree.
1: I think the real question, which we don't really even, I think because they're the late game, it's not even a consideration. But if they weren't the late game, would you play Mezudozel at fifty three hundred? No. Okay.
2: I've learned my lesson. I've made Just my checking. money off Just of checking. him. I'm not giving it back. That's okay. why I scroll down here. Is like if you're gonna if you, if a it's different build like Al, uh uh. Ashley Westwood, at yeah. forty eight hundred. Yep. I think uh, I know. We don't talk as much about GPP because you can just play whoever you want because it really doesn't matter. Uh, if you're gonna pivot off of like Madison, like Tielemans, you know, you're playing Tielemans or Barnes or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're you're instead of Snodgrass, you're playing Felipe Anderson. Yep. Instead of uh, instead of Richarlison, you're playing whoever else is on the other side, Walcott or something if he starts. Like I'm just going through this, but I think down in this this range over here, I think uh, a sneaky. I, I got to get back to my tout mm. terminology. Sneaky if he starts is Janippo. Is Janippo, yeah, love him. Janippo at 4900. Totally I, agree with I, you. I I actually think he, he. I actually think like he if he starts, he may have he may be a better play than Westwood.
1: I agree. I just really by, I mean, wish he was for forward meet, eligible.
2: Right, I know. Yeah, that. well, that's what I was—I was going into this slate before I looked at the prices, seeing what the matchups were, mm-hmm. going, I think I'm playing McNeil, and and then I just kept on looking, going, who, Almiron? And then I looked at Southampton and go, oh, I think Jenipo is forward eligible. No, he's not. No, he's not. But, I mean, I think from—I think if he was projected as a median, Jenipo would have a higher median. But Westwood has a narrower range. Yeah. That's the better way of putting it. Typically in cash, we, wanna, we want, quote, safe points. But, like, Westwood is rarely going to give you a 20-point score. Jenipo can But Jenipo could give you a three-point score, while Westwood probably at least ends with five or six. Five or six, yeah. Right. I think
1: Westwood is perfectly fine for cash. Right. I just don't think you're necessarily—I'm not sure what it gets you. Or maybe what it gets me
2: as far as the rest of the rest of your lineup, you right, know. right. But down in this range, if you're building a construction like that, you got guys like Indidi, mm-hmm. forty-six hundred. Like, okay, right.
1: Yeah, it's a bunch if of defensive knew, guys now.
2: Right, but uh, no, no, It's po- quite possible Vosil doesn't start. Willock would play, but you wouldn't even know that. So right. it's forty-four hundred, like,
1: I don't think you're playing. You're him go by anywhere.
3: that?
2: No, of course. But I'm just. I, you never know. The late game, the lineups come out, and it's like, oh, if I knew Willick was in.
1: But I'm saying if you knew Willick was in, I don't think you're playing him in cash.
2: No, I wouldn't play, but I, I'm just saying that other people say that. I'm, gotcha. I'm, it's not me. Yeah. I'm not saying that. And then we just got a lot of, like, DMs. I mean, if he, if if anyone that's, like, 4,200 in midfield, you might as well just go all the way down. Like, take, take Isaac Hayden at 3,400. Yep. Take uh, Hoiber. Hoyberg. yep. If he's Hoiberg has been like playing like left back because like everyone's injured for Southampton, so if he's still playing like like Hoiberg at thirty three hundred playing wide, that ain't bad either for a punt if you need it. I'm not even saying that in a cash build you need these players, but like to me Hoiberg and Hayden's floor like isn't that much higher than Billing's floor or I mean someone in this range, right? You're paying. uh, $1,000 a thousand dollars for for what?
1: Speaking of Newcastle, I don't think he starts because he's been out for so long. But Matt Ritchie at sixty two hundred, I think, would have been in our conversation if he was like fit and like playing. I don't yes. know how you play him this week if he starts.
2: I, I well, I, I don't even think he starts. Yeah. And if he starts, I don't think he goes past sixty minutes.
1: That's why you don't play him,
2: right? If anything, it just it just kills John Joe Shelby.
1: Right. Saves us from ourselves.
2: Right. So, understand John Joe's big, biggest asset, like playing the the position that he plays, is that it's similar to Ashley Westwood. Mm-hmm. It's like once you start taking, once you start taking away dead balls away from them, that price looks fairly expensive, right? For someone that takes shots from 30, 30 yards out, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, a defender, I mean, for the eight million week in a row, like just. Start your builds at least in cash with Lucas Dina, and then continue.
1: I yeah I, it's that's
2: he sh- he shouldn't be he, he's still underpriced at seventy three hundred.
1: He should be nine thousand.
2: Right, because he's if he was sp- a
1: midfielder, he would
2: be. Right, no, but th- see, that's the that's that's the weird thing. Like, I think people don't understand the concept of like like midfielders, like that have the, that high floor are priced higher. But remember, defenders are eligible for a clean sheet bonus. Mm-hmm. Midfielders aren't. Yeah. So that's also has to be factored, it, and it's, it, it almost seems like DraftKings doesn't even do that.
1: Yeah, I think you could make the argument that he should be priced higher than Madison because of the clean sheet possibility.
2: No, I, Okay, now you're taking it to extreme. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I guess Madison has more upside, that's why. Right, right. But I mean, Dean you probably should be a $9,000 defender.
1: He totally should be.
2: Right. I think the question is... I mean, if, if you... if uh In a perfect world, I mean, the defender section of this podcast for this slate would just be play Dean, you play Rico, and then just we go on to goalkeeper, right? Why can't it be? I mean, it can I'm be, kidding. but I mean, I want to service the listeners.
1: I think Rico is better than every midfielder priced around him.
2: Better than Shelby, mm-hmm. better than Ward-Prowse. Yep. Okay.
1: I think Rico... Could be the, like the fifth best midfielder on the slate if he was a okay. midfielder.
2: Right. Better than Lanzini. Yeah. yeah Better than Los Elso.
1: And it makes you, it makes not playing Frazier easier.
2: Right. Like I think you like, play oh, Rico instead of Frazier mid- and you play
1: Dina right. instead of Sigurdsson and you're perfectly fine. Right. So it's a, I think the 2v2, two two, like I think you do whatever you want of the midfielders that we discussed, but the, the clear 2v2 two two is whether you want to play McNeil and a cheaper defender or Almiron or Redmond or Barnes or one of those guys, Enrico. Right. And there there are a number of perfectly good defenders on this slate, like expensive ones. Like I think the Leicester guys are fine. Willems is really expensive at 51, but like you'd probably take that matchup at home against Burnmouth. Danny Rose, if he starts or Ben Davis, I think are fine. Cresswell against Burnley, even Tierney, Sadibi, like plenty of guys that I think are perfectly fine and probably better than all the defenders, excuse me, all the midfielders in their range, except maybe Ward Prowse, and he's a little more expensive anyway. So I think, like, I don't think it's crazy if you play one of these guys, if you don't, like, if you want to pay up at forward, you play two of the madison snodgrass fraser group and you're like oh i only i have less than 5000 for my utility like i think playing cresswell or davis or rose is better than whoever the sub 5000
2: like, better than ashley westwood i think so but no, maybe good, not maybe not I get, I get it maybe not but there are to me they're all they're, they're all pretty much officially priced yep like I, I, I don't think anything's wrong with them i mean you can play, you, you can play any of the guys that you mentioned. Yep. The problem is, is that typically when typically when you're like, oh, I let's say you filled out all your three midfield spots and you're you're like, well, I got forty six hundred at defender. It's like to me that almost feels like I screwed up. It's like if I'm going to pay for Sadibi at forty six hundred, I might as well just go all the way down at defender and just pay up and find a way to upgrade some other position. I think that's right. So that's why I tend to look at the very top and the very bottom. hmm Unless there's someone that's, like, un- unless someone's inefficiently priced. But everyone else is just good. Pair with the goalkeeper, pair with the forward, GPP, you know, do whatever you want. hmm But now looking at the lower range, I think, scrolling down, I mean, I'm assuming Masuaku doesn't start. He would be fine at 4,000 if he did. Mm-hmm. Eric Peters isn't the worst play in the world at thirty nine hundred for Burnley. I think the Burnley fullbacks they're cheap. They're fine. I think that the the situation that I care about the most when it comes to cheap South defenders Hampton. is exactly yeah. what's going on with Southampton. Yep. If, if Cedric's back in the mix, Cedric is really cheap for his skill set at thirty seven hundred. But even Valerie if he's he's questionable, he's thirty five hundred. Mm-hmm. So that's why I look down there and go, do I play your question before of, like, McNeil and one of those guys or Redmond and Rico? Yep. But even if you wanted to go even further, I mean, like, some people last week were were playing Ben Mee in cash, and I didn't think that was nuts based on the construction.
1: I don't remember last week. Right. That sounds nuts, though.
2: Well, I don't know. They were trying to fit fit someone in. in the oh, twenty
1: six hundred. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Last week.
2: Right. Last week. Yeah. Right. 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 Like thirty two hundred is a little bit more, but like when it was twenty six hundred, it's like, oh, okay. Why not? If you're gonna go all the way down to th- a thirty three hundred dollar defender, you might as well. Okay, just go all the way down. It's the same. You can't call it crazy because it's the same concept that you're stating for this week at forward. Like Redmond is the best of that. Like, if you take out Redmond now, and you go, well, I guess I am playing Ashley Barnes. Then you take out Barnes, and you go, well, then I guess I am playing Callum. River. Like, you are you are just doing it to because you want you want the midfielders. It has nothing to do with the individual. Like, you are gonna end up on Danny Ings at some point. You are gonna end up on Chris Wood, and who's probably not even gonna Jay Rodriguez. Yeah, so it's the same concept of like, why can't you just like, who's the most uh, you could play? Uh, Bednarik? Yep, for twenty like, like at that point, what does it matter? Yeah. Yep. The difference in floor between like this guy has a one point two floor, this guy <laughs> has a one point six floor. I mean, right. really, we're talking about people with no floors. Yep. Uh, there's going to be an overwhelmingly popular goalkeeper. Hendo. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if people are are not going to play many Tottenham assets in this in a cash lineup, especially, like why not go and just pay thirty nine hundred and it's one of the slight they keep the goalkeeper ranges fairly the same from slate to slate. So remember last week like Ederson was 5900 even though Man City was like a million times more of a better favorite than like the next team. Here it's like like Tottenham are minus 165. Like Gazaniga is 5600 and Henderson is 3900. <laughs> Like it's the same. Like, if 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 they were if they were a minus seven hundred favorite, Gazaniga would be sixty. Would be fifty nine hundred, and Henderson would be thirty seven. I mean, like, it's not that dramatic of of a dip. That like, why don't you just play Henderson? I mean, I think with all these pick'em games, I mean, it in GPP it's a crapshoot. It just plays uh, play someone that's not negatively correlated with your lineup. Right. I mean, it um, always is. Right.
1: That's not any different.
2: But I mean, as far as as upside, like I could see, I could see Schmeichel having more upside than Tottenham than than Gazaniga. Sure. But I think Arsenal shoot more. You get a home, you get a home clean sheet with eight saves. I mean, that's a, that's a sleep breaking score. But also, Tottenham aren't as good as you, people think they are. So Henderson could have a clean. I mean, like, come <laughs> on, really, we're talking. Every time I try to go, okay, maybe, maybe there's a way to analyze goalkeeper. And it just comes down to just like, do whatever you want.
1: So you don't look at Gazaniga as like a Kane replacement, like a hedge on
2: Kane? (laughs) Why do I have to hedge Kane? Well, if he scores, then they most likely Uh, win. If someone beats me with Kane, then there's another, I live to fight another day. Good luck. Okay. I mean.
1: Easier to say with 25 grand in your pocket.
2: I do it ahead. I'm, I'm the biggest Kane fader in the world. Uh, it's not Sunday. I was gonna say Andrew. it's not Sunday. i I've nothing to worry about. It's not Sunday. Okay. That's a good point. But he's not gonna be popular. Like, I don't I don't see Kane being popular enough in cash that, like, if he scores a hat trick, I still think I'm fine. I... I really I really don't I really don't think. At least in the maybe maybe I need to find softer games. I don't know. I was gonna there say I some, think
1: I think the the lower stakes, I mean, he'll obviously be higher owned in lower stakes like he always is. But I think you're, I think you're under selling the, the grossness of lineups without it. Like there's really no great cash forwards on this slate. And when that happens, people just gravitate to Kane. Right. So like, but I, I mean, think like, I think there, there are enough people who, look at the midfielders, and they're like, yeah, they're fine, but do I really want to go into this slate with Almiron and Dwight McNeil when I can just pay for Kane?
2: I want to play against those people. (laughs) You're not allowed to anymore. But but it's one of those things that you're right. I think I've noticed it even more so this season than ever before that the difference between... Higher. I use the term higher because it really it's all relative to people. You say twenty five dollar double up. Some people are like, oh, I don't play that high, and some people are like, that's not high stakes. Yeah. So like, I just say higher. Typically, when I say higher, that means twenty five dollars and above. And when I say lower, that lower, I mean one to three dollar. Like not even the five dollar because I can't even play the five dollar ones. Like there was that one. You can't play five. No, I can't play five. But. I can play, fi- like, five is a mix between two different, like, oh yes stakes. Yeah. So, like, $1 to $3 is, like, Saramek can't play, Redco can't, like, and none of the none of the people that you see $5 and above in the head-to-head lobby could play those stakes. So I have to consider those to be lower-stakes games. But $5 is not high enough stakes that it precludes a lower-stakes player from playing a $5 double-up. Yes. $25 may be, okay, that's a little, far, like, Truthfully, high high stakes is at least three digits, if not four, to a lot of people in other sports. So, like, if I take a look at the hundred dollar double up or the the twenty uh, two man fifty dollar double up, like it's quite possible. Like, like you said, you mentioned that Kane gets a hat trick, and if you don't have him in your three dollar double up, you don't cash. And I look at my fifty dollar. 22-man, and there's only two people with him.
1: hmm
2: Right? Like, it's one of those types of things. I think there was one week where Pookie. I think Pookie, yeah. Pookie it was Hatrick Pookie Day or something like that. And, like, in my 11-man high stake, like, no one had him. Literally no one had him. Like, but then lower stakes, he was, like, 42% owned. So, I look at my, I'm, like, I'm cashing all of my higher stakes double-ups. And I'm, I'm so far behind in, like, a $5, 23-man. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, because all the players at higher stakes it's like didn't buy into like oh this is going to be sustainable he's going to be able to score goals at will every week and apparently he was able to he was week, able to weeks yeah. in a row there was right? a especially when there were better options
1: yeah there was an uh, a small twitter exchange a few weeks ago <clears throat> about how more goal dependent f- f- players are showing up in cash lineups and i think it was a I think it was a Kane Donk slate, where the general thought among those who play higher stakes cash was that Kane was a bad play that week. I mean, that's pretty much usually the the higher stake cash thought in soccer. And
2: right. Dep- but it all but it all depends on roster construction. Sure, that's sure, why sure. We, but we but I think talk about
1: that. specifically in that situation, it kind of opened up this conversation of should we be playing more gold dependent players in cash games. And I think the argument was, if you look at the higher stakes, that's not happening. And the argument on the lower stakes was, is that the there are people in lower stakes who are getting sharper and they're getting sharper and they're having results that are showing that goal-dependent players are better. And that a lot of the, what we describe as the higher stakes, sharper guys aren't doing as well. And... I think what's difficult with soccer is that the higher, the population of higher stakes players hasn't changed. And so we look at that group as being the sharper players because they're still the ones playing higher stakes, but I'm not sure, but the scores lower in the lower stakes are actually higher now. So is it possible that we have sharper players, not cumulatively, but that there are sharper players now in the lower stakes who just aren't playing the higher stakes than the ones that we think are the sharper players. Does
2: that I make sense? hope they think that. Okay. I hope they uh last week, for instance, last last week Saturday, uh was a Man City slate, right? There were minus eleven hundred favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh several sharp players had no Man City players in their lineup. And uh and one. Came in first in the double up. Yeah. No Man City players. Okay? Like that how goal dependent can you possibly get on man like they're a minus twelve hundred favorite. No Kevin De Bruyne. No Aguero. No no nothing. No down the mid like you looked at you looked at Saramek's lineup and you go, Yeah, that's a lineup that I would do if Man City wasn't on the slate. And he did it. Came in first in a double up. Like that here here's the here's the thing. Uh it's not a matter of uh like, goal, you say, like, goal-dependent play. Like, it all depends on the slate. And I'm pretty sure, like, I always go, like, Occam's Razor when it comes to financial markets. There's money on the line. I assume, and this is how I, I study players in other sports, in NFL, and NBA, and MLB. I look at the players that are consistently winning and go, there's, and that, that play with enough skin in the game which is like, like if you if you read some of the the Nassim Taleb books, like mm-hmm. you'll get a lot of these concepts. Uh, like read a series. That the more skin you have in the game, the more skin that multiple people in a financial market, because that's what this is, have in the game. The more likely that the, the people that are consistently beating it are applying the optimal strategy. The the more likely. They have to be doing something for a reason. They have to not be doing something for a reason. And as we saw uh, several years ago, before I had as big of a bankroll as I did, which I didn't at that point, that there were a lot of players that came in and played goal-dependent players, like, purely gold. like, too often. Certain slates, it would be correct. But too often... And they no longer play soccer. And some of them don't even play DFS anymore. Okay? So understand that. The, I don't, I don't want to use like uh, the appeal to authority. But, <laughs> but you will. No, but, but it's not survivorship bias because it's a financial market. Like, are you saying that people at the $1 level have become so sharp that... Like, they're doing the right strategy, yet the people that are competing against each other for thousands of dollars have, like, I'm just going to do what I did four years ago. Because I, I take a look at other players' lineups, and, like, I'm consistently amazed by the nuance of certain things. Like, I'm going to be surprised by Saramek's lineup no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that I never thought of that gets there. Redcoat, very similar, also. I can predict his line a little bit more, but Saramek, is he paying up for goalkeeper? Is he not paying up for goalkeeper? Is he—is he punting in this spot? Did he play a center back to fit this in? He went to—he played where this could be the slate where he plays where Charles in it forward, and you take a look, and he ends up second in a double. I mean, I have to assume that if you're consistently winning, that at a, at a high percentage, which is sixty plus percent of the time that you have to be doing something. There has to be a reason for what you're doing. It's not just luck. So that's why the point about like, oh, well, I guess you play Kane. If Kane Vardy both get a, get a brace this week and your $1 double ups, Kane is 40% owned and Vardy is 20% owned and you missed. Like, I guess I should be playing two goals. Like, like we don't judge results based on one slate we don't judge results based on five slates. We judge results based on hundreds, thousands of slates. And I know the scoring has slightly changed. And I know that the, the, the opponents have slightly changed. But when you take a look at the at the head-to-head lobby and see this, I, I see the same names that I saw when I, when I signed up for DraftKings in October 2015 and played <laughs> my first EPL slate. It's this. It's the same people. Yeah. It's the people that I looked at and I said, "I wish I was as good as them." Let me study their lineups, and they're still here. And it's a financial market, so I have, I have to assume that, what they're doing, is in the long run more optimal. Does that does that does that make logical sense? Sure. But you don't agree?
1: No, I'm I. I was just stating other opinions.
2: Well, I mean, we, we, I got into a little bit of a discussion uh, with someone on on Twitter about like this podcast is a free podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So, like the soccer community on DraftKings, I mean, FanDuel, do whatever you want. I don't play there. That 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 that's the Wild West, I guess. <laughs> uh, even though you do an article for a FanDuel, you do some stuff. Uh, essentially, if you listen to this podcast, like. I think you could be competitive enough in cash on any, on any, you could be competitive. It doesn't mean you're going to do well, but I mean, the nuances at nine o'clock when lineups come out and things go awry, like I I I ain't going to be there to hold your hand. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to know and do that yourself. But like, I, I don't, if, if what, what you're saying can't be true. If what that discussion was about that, Essentially, we're, make, we're making because it's free, especially so you're not even paying for it. The field sharper, like we're making the field sharper. Yet you're saying people are playing goal dependent forwards in lower stakes cash. So like they can't both be true because we're like when it comes to cash play, we're we're the ones that are like, do you really need to pay for Aguero on this slate? I mean like so how can it be? How how could Pookie be? 44% don't and we go, I don't think paying for him at eighty three hundred on this slate is optimal, and him getting there with four goals? Like, how is it possible we're making the make the field sharper when what you're stating in lower stakes is happening?
1: Maybe not enough people listen to us.
2: <laughs> well the argument is that people do listen to us.
1: Right. I don't know.
2: I thought you would have more opinion on that. No, I don't. <laughs> you had more. You had more opinion on not playing Ashley Westwood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll always strongly have an opinion on Ashley Westwood, good or bad. There's no, there's no give or uh, light opinions on Ashley Westwood. Or maybe it's really more like Juan Mata. That's who I'll have strong opinions about.
2: A uh, good thing we haven't had a Juan Mata slate in a while. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Don't worry
1: anybody has any follow up for jordan you can find him on twitter at Blenderhead. that's blender hd i'm a rotowire andrew uh, also available in the rotowire discord which is open to subscribers just go to rotowire.com slash chat to join if you are a consistent listener of this very very free podcast and have not rated and reviewed it wherever you listen if you could take one minute to do so that would be greatly appreciated so that um more people can listen to us and not play Harry Kane in cash. So Jordan, thank you for that. And good luck this weekend.
2: Thank you for listening to the roto Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.